Are you tired of attracting the wrong mate? Perhaps you just haven't been exposed to the business of love. Join Dr. Seth Francois and me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, counselor and life coach, for an exciting new approach to love. Join us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. In Imagitainment Production. The latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on live 105.5 www.1055.mobi Welcome to the Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, your co-host Angela Jackson. And we are the number one relationship management show on live 105.5 mobile radio. How are you doing, Angela? I am well. What about you, Dr. Seth? I am just enjoying this wonderful season that we're having yes. out in Southern California. It is an amazing season, that's for sure. We had, we unpredictable. Had unpredictable. We had a beautiful sunny day, and then we had an interesting dreary day. You know, just what weather is like these days, I think, all over the country, though. So, Angela, what's the topic for today, Angela? Well, this is an interesting topic that I happen to run across and share with you. Um, there's something that is called the 36 questions that lead to love. Oh, wow. Is it that simple? I don't know how simple it is, but I know that there are people that say that this works. And obviously, there are. it's not going to be 100%, but I thought it was quite interesting since this is a relationship talk show that we should consider looking at these 36 questions. Well, let's get going. So the way I found this was I was listening to TED Talk, which I love. I'm into TED Talk these days, even though um, I think we're going to kind of come up with something similar to that uh, where we have a few more African-American speakers on a regular basis. But um, <laughs> that's another conversation for another time. But yes, yeah, so I'm listening to this lady, and her name is Mandy Lynn Catron, or, or Catron, and she's sharing about how she wrote this article that was published in the New York Times. Okay. Right? In right. their modern love section. And so she writes about her experience with these 36 questions that lead to love, and she shares that how after six months, she's still in love with this person and they formulate this relationship after these they were strangers after these 36 questions so i said okay wait hold up that's interesting so many people are questioning right dr seth right whether you know if they can fall in love or if love is out there right and that's what leads us to these um websites right where you can find love or whatever right right i mean you know the dating sites and all that and other things that we do, different different rituals that we have, bars and going to <laughs> different Grocery places. Grocery stores, right? churches. Right, wherever people go to feel like they might run into, you know. Rodeos. <laughs> a possible mate. Beaches, no. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, um, I figured let's look, let's look at this, these 36 questions. So there's like actually three sets of, of questions. And... There's like a set one, set two, set three, and each set is more probing than the next. 
And the way they suggest that you do this with someone who, you know, maybe it's someone who you do know, but you want to get to know better and you feel like this could help, you know, that relationship. Um, you sit down and set aside 45 minutes to talk and answer these questions. So you have first 15 minutes come from set one. One person asks a question, other one an the other one answers, and that person answers the same question, and vice versa. So where you're switching off between one person and the next person to answer I questions. I get that. Mm -hmm. Okay? You get it. Wonderful. All right. So you do that, but you do 15 minutes one set, 15 minutes the next set, 15 minutes the third set. And it doesn't matter whether you finish or not. Now, an interesting thing that Mandy talks about is at the end of those questions, right? The end of those questions, you stare each other in the eye for four minutes, saying nothing, just look at each other in the eyes for four minutes. And supposedly, this is where the magic takes place. Oh my gosh, magic. Uh, for the strangers, right? Is that more and like a tooth fairy? After that, if you after all those questions, you decide if you want to go on another date, and then it goes from there. Okay, that sounds right? good. Let's, get, let's, let's hear about them. So I'm going to share some of those questions. Um, we're not going to probably get to all 36, but um, I'll, let's, I'll, I'll look at the first one in set one. The first one says, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? And so each person would answer the question. So I would ask the question first, and the person I'm asking would answer and then I would answer, and then that person would have a chance to ask a question from set one. So it could be something like, before making a telephone call, uh, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why or why not? So I guess these questions are to probe what you like. Just to get to know someone, but it's the questions that are supposed to lead to a connection at the end of that 45 minutes plus four staring at each other, right? Um, session. And this has been done time and time again, and it's proven to work. It's not, of course, nothing's 100%, and it's not probably even close to 100%, but it works for strangers. So there's a whole other level to these questions, too, is this is how you can get to know people who you're already in a relationship with better, and another thing is, is that, you know, this is good, not just for personal relationship in terms of um, a mate with a mate, but you could just for friends or people you work with. And it helps get you closer and, you know, makes you, has you connect on another level because you've gotten to know a little bit more about each other. Right. I got you. All right. So, um, what what are your thoughts about that? Let, well, let's let's do. Well, let's read some more questions. Yeah, let's now let's do a couple from the second and then a couple from the um, third set, second set and third set, and then let's let's talk a little bit more about that. So the second set, a couple questions go like this. So, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Okay, and another question could be, what is the most terrible memory that you have? You know, so the that level of questions is in the second set. Okay, so we're getting a little bit deeper. And then when you go to the third set, we're looking at questions like, um, if you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Okay, so that's definitely much more personal and more probing, right? And then um, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. So. I guess those are questions that would open up the door to to 
getting to know someone uh, on the surface level, but I, I'm just trying to figure out how does it take it take it deeper into to falling in love. So here's the thing. Supposedly, just the fact that you're agreeing to do this with a stranger means that you know you're you're able to even open up. Because you're not, this is for this part with the falling in love and doing this with a stranger, you are both agreeing to be vulnerable with someone you don't even know. You know, so that's an interesting concept of it right then and there, right? And supposedly the willingness to do that, okay, right? Allowing yourself to be vulnerable with another person is supposed to be really difficult. So this exercise forces the issue of vulnerability. And apparently, vulnerability is something that you know, you have to be willing to be vulnerable to be in a successful relationship, right? Over and over and over and over again, we're having to be, be well, vulnerable. I, right, but let me just caution you that mm -hmm. it's okay to be vulnerable, but it has to be vulnerable with the right person and not someone who will exploit your vulnerability. Maybe that's what you find out in the four minutes. Yeah, just I mean, I'm sure. Each other. I'm sure. No, seriously, though, because that to me is the part where spirit can come in really and... Right kind of give you a clue is this someone you know like if you if that person really could not sit there and look at me for four minutes in the eyes which is not easy I'm not saying it's easy at anybody you know even though I'm so amazingly attractive right you know <laughs> joke <laughs> but uh, even though it doesn't matter if we're attractive or just so you know handsome or strikingly handsome or beautiful it doesn't matter it's the ability to be able to look into someone's eyes and see deeper because the eyes, they say, are the window to the soul. But seriously, when you look at someone's eyes, you can really delve into who they are and even where they're at that moment, you know. And so if someone can't look at you, that could be telling a story as well. And maybe they're not ready. Maybe that helps you decide, hmm. But what if that person could just sit there and just look at you in your eyes for four minutes and you could see love, you could see understanding, you could see that, you know, someone who's able to care appropriately, that would be amazing. But anyways, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back after a break. So let's take a break, Dr. Seth. Who plays the best music? We do. We are live, 105.5, mobile radio, 24-365. One big party. Welcome back to the Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, his co-host, Angela Jackson. We are chopping it up about this 36 questions to love. Oh, wow. I mean, that yeah. is such an amazing thing. Is that it? Two strangers can come together, ask 36 questions, and look into each other's eyes and determine whether they uh, you know, maybe that should be have used, what it takes. Maybe that should be used in uh, pre-counseling. I, I think I think definitely the questions are good for some premarital counseling. Very good. But that technique could definitely be used, and I'm sure has been used plenty of times now, since she wrote this article in, um, and that's Miss um, Cantron, I guess, if she hasn't gotten married yet. She wrote it in 2015. Okay. But um, this had been taking place before, obviously. She just wrote about her experience with it. So I, I definitely think it's a step in the right direction. I don't think anybody should get great hopes up about it, that this is just it, the end-all, be-all. But I definitely think it's a step in the right direction. Just like with your book, how you have those questions 
that people should ask each other if they're serious about one another before they decide to go forward right. with, you know, marriage, you know, or make that committed step to that person. They should ask those questions. I think on, on in the same vein that these type of questions are important. But this is like for strangers. So I think this can be used on many levels. And even like we talked about before, not just in um, your relationship with your mate, but even just to have a better relationship with the people that are close to you in your circle. It's good to, to know this. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to use this with some students next week. Um, and I talked to a few students that are actually in relationships because I've senior um, students in high school. And they were like, oh, this is great. They took a copy and they're going to do this with their their mate, but they felt like we should just do it with our the peers, just in the program. So I said, I, I love it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So it has value, right? That's right. why we're talking about it. So, um, but you had a request for um, us to share with our listeners all of the set three questions, which are the more probing questions, and then we're right. going to talk a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So, uh, would you like me to read them? No, go ahead. You read them. No, go ahead. Or yes, go no, ahead. No, yes, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is an Angela Jackson show. Today. I feel like today, Doctor Seth, that you would like for me to do more of the talking. Well, you know, you've been complaining all these other shows that I talk too much on the show, oh. so. Now this that, is the joke. Yeah, this is the Angela Jackson show. <laughs> Definitely not. But you can. You want to read them? No. Oh, you fine. don't have your glasses on. You're fine. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously though. So uh, if I repeat a question or two, that's because um, we decided just to share the full set with you. So this starts with twenty five. So number twenty five says, "Make three true we statements each." For instance. We are both in this room feeling. Okay, so then this is something that kind of brings the couple together, obviously. Oh, yeah, I was instructed to just read. So let me just read and then we'll discuss them later. 26, complete this sentence. I wish I had something with whom I could share. Dot, 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 right? 27, if you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. 28, Tell your partner what you would like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things that you, that you might not say to someone you've just met. 29, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. 30, when do, did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? 31, tell your partner something that you like about them already. 32, what if anything is too serious to joke to be joked about? 33, if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? 34, your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to, to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? And 35, of all the people in your family whose death would you find, would you find most disturbing and why? Last question, 36, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to, to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. So that's definitely 
increasingly more, you know, for that last set. In depth, yeah. Yeah, more going deeper. And I, I just keep thinking about this with a stranger, how challenging that would be to yeah. ask someone who I don't even know, especially even being, of, for me, the opposite sex, right? An embarrassing moment. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. would be great. Because I have some embarrassing moments that come to mind. I, and in fact, I shared it not too long ago with my students because I had asked them to write about it. So I figured if you're going to ask the students, you got to be able to do it as well. And so I shared one from my childhood when I was in high school that was really embarrassing. And um, I just wanted to tell the girls because it was a female thing, but because I had males and females in there, I had to share both to both. And I it took me a minute to just say it because I wanted to <laughs> feel comfortable. And I guess that's what I was doing in front of my students, you know what I mean? Talking for a second to finally say, hey, this is what happened to me. And it was really embarrassing. But um, but I got over it, you know, and this life. We're going to have embarrassing moments. So I was trying to give them courage at the same time be vulnerable so they could see that, you know, even though it's not easy, you know, I'm, I'm sharing my truth. So just write yours down in your journal. <laughs> you know, don't. Be honest, because it'll only help you. So, You know, my most embarrassing moment was uh, taking a relaxed and leisure class mm. and failing it. Oh, no. <laughs> I Are you know, serious? I did not know how to relax back then. Oh, and, what's, and when was this? In college? Relax, oh, yeah. When I, a long time ago, uh, in undergrad. And I just could not figure out they want us to go to basketball games, go to the theater, and and I just could not do it. It is so hard for me to believe that about you because you know how to do that so well now. I, Isn't that amazing? I've, I've learned. And, of course, my girlfriend has really exposed me to a lot of different things since we've been dating. So, That's so I'm a lot better now. I'm a little bit more... You know, going downtown Los right. Angeles. I couldn't stand going downtown because it's so congested. But yeah. Now I'm going to places down there and enjoying myself. So that's I good. Mean, you know, so I, I, I get it. I get it. And, and you have a good reason to go too, because you enjoy the company. So I, I enjoy the company, but I wish I could go back and take that class now. I would get an A. Uh, <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I, can, I can get an A in statistics, but I get a fail in relaxing. Leisure well, and relaxation. Whenever, Crazy, right? Right. I I um share with my students who because you know they have to come before the class and they have to present. A lot of times it's for me it's the second semester for them. They do more of that. But um I used to not be able to get in class and present without literally look I had to look at the ceiling. I could not look at anybody. And as comfortable as I am speaking to an audience of thousands of people, it doesn't yeah, matter. Me. I don't care. I've seen you talk to a lot of people. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. I could not do that when I was growing up, when I was, you know, still coming up through the year. And I had to learn to, and it wasn't like, oh, look at something in the back of the wall. That never worked for me. You know, I literally had to just become comfortable with the fact that I was sharing. And that, that part, when I, when I realized I'm sharing, allowed me to be able to free, you know, free me from whatever else was going in my head that made me feel uncomfortable, you know, but just the fact that I was sharing, I could just easily come and talk to people because that's all I'm doing is sharing. Now, do you have uh, a partner or someone that you want to try this out on? No. Anyone of interest? No, not really want anyone of interest, but I do want to try this out. So I think I'm going to grab your friend 
Oh, absolutely. And see we'll if... Give, we'll give him a call after the show. Yeah, and see if he can handle this this thing, because I do want to see if it works in terms of just... You may be in love, though. I, I, don't, I don't plan on falling in love. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. I, I'm saying that. I, I'm, plan- I mean, I'm... I, I didn't plan on falling in love either. <laughs> So, I am uh, just open to it, me. so I want because for for the listeners, this is for you. And we got to take a break right now. Lucky me. The latest hits and the greatest memories on on, on, on live one hundred five point five Welcome back to the business of love with Dr. Seth Francois. And me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, and we're having fun. We're looking at these 36 questions, Dr. Seth, right? Right. 36 questions to love. Well, you know, at least a better and a healthier relationship with someone. I will say definitely that. And for some people, it has worked out for love. But we're going to give you guys an example of how this would work by kind of using a couple of the questions and asking and answering. So we're going to start with set one. May I start, Dr. Seth, with a question? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question, then you get to pick a question to ask me. We're going to start in set one, so let's make it easy. Would you like to be famous in what way? I would like, not necessarily famous, but uh, at this particular point in my life, it's about legacy building. It's about helping as many people as I can and to, you know, if I'm, if I'm ever going to be recognized for anything, it's how uh, the part that I played in other people's lives. Yeah. Okay. Good way to skate around it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I would like to say that I would like to be remembered. So I don't know if that's famous because famous has all these other connotations with it. Like, I don't know if I want everybody in my business like that, but I like the idea of being a well-known writer so that um, when a book comes out or a movie that I've written comes out, people want to go watch it because they know it's my movie because they respect my work. And what would constitute a perfect day for you? A perfect day. Oh, my goodness. This is my perfect day. My ideal day, and this is a a workday ideal day, is to wake up at like 530 and spend some time with the Most High and then exercise, and then go do whatever mommy duties I have, because I still have children in school, drop them off, come back, go to work in um, my home, in my home office, and spend time with the Most High, just letting him know what I'm about to, to work on, and asking for his inspiration, and then to just going in, writing, just writing with so much fervor, you know, then in the midday, take a break, you know, and, you know, maybe grab a little something to eat, get some nourishment, and, and kind of look at what, uh, what other um, things I need to do for the rest of the day for a moment, and then get back into that same space and finish writing until I have to pick up my kids. So that's like my perfect work day. I, I know that because I write that, I write, wrote that down. Like, this is what a perfect day would be, you know, make, return a few calls at the end of the day and whatnot, and get ready for the next day. Wow, my perfect day is an uninterrupted day. A day that I can just get up, go to the beach, take a long walk, go to the pier, meditate, uh, and then possibly go to the gym a little bit and uh, 
write music and come around as many creative people as I can and uh, work with them on projects. And I guess that's what Imagintainment is all about. Yeah. So I think I'm living my perfect day most most of the time. All right. Except for the interrupted part, because I get interrupted <laughs> quite a bit during the day. Okay, so now let's move to set two, and we'll ask a question from set two and kind of go there and show you how it's kind of going to get a little bit deeper. Um, I would say, I would like to ask you this, Dr. Seth. What does friendship mean to you? Friendship is uh, it's an intertwining of respect, love, um, and uh, just this feeling of, of being part of this, this life cycle together. And um, uh, being as good as you can within that framework that you can be. Okay. Within that friendship. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think what I value the most in friendship is trust. You know, like... Absolutely. Trust is number one. Yeah, trust is what I value most. So, okay, so another question, Dr. Seth, from uh, this section. Oh, section... Set, uh, set two. Mm -hmm. What is your most treasured memory? I tell you, this is really my brother because I was thinking that's the question I wanted you <laughs> to ask. Uh, my most treasured memory is the birth of my four children. Each one of those is my most treasured memory. They're, like, amazing to me. I love my children. They're just everything to me. They really are, and them coming in the most high allowing me to be their mom is my my most, you know, treasured memory. Well, you know what? I, I would have to diddle that as far as my answer. Um, and having a great mom and uh, meeting this wonderful woman who is now my girlfriend. Yes. So. Yeah, that... That's definitely one of those highlights when you find that that person that, you know, like people say your your other half and you know, man, I think that that's amazing. But we'll talk about it another time because I love I love your relationship. Okay, so now set three questions that go even deeper, right? Um, okay, I'm just gonna hit it hard here. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. So we're modeling this for you. So Dr. Sepp and I, I'm putting it on you, Dr. Sepp. Share an embarrassing moment in your life. I think one of the most embarrassing things, and, and it's so crazy, right? Uh, going through school and, and being able to finish school and all that. You know what the most embarrassing thing was for me? Hmm. is being enrolled in school and couldn't find my classes. Oh, my goodness. I used to always get and, and, and try to figure out where my classes were. It's like on a Tuesday, Thursday, different times. And I would always show up to the wrong class. I oh. have no idea how I made, how I made it through. But, but 
as things started moving along, I'm a, I'm a lot better and a lot more organized. And I just think at the time, because I actually uh, stopped, it took me, uh, I actually got into my career, stopped going to school and got into my career, and then went back uh, to finish up my bachelor's, my master's, and my doctorate. So just to let anyone that's out there who started school and you dropped out or you stopped going or you took a leave of absence, or if I can do it and go back, you can. Because right. I was the worst at it. The, the encouragement in the midst of the question, that's awesome. Um, and then, uh, too, that's an, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, that's a normal anxiety for a lot of students is that they're not going to be able to remember where their class is. They're not going so I think there's just a lot on you when you're starting out in college, especially young, you know, and it does bring a lot of anxiety. But you know, the so. crazy thing was, is I went to college when I was in high school and had no problem getting to class, mm. college classes. It's only when I graduated that I had all these problems, you know, yeah. like, especially it's the It's like a responsibility, like, okay, now I'm an adult and I'm supposed to be this. And it's like, you know, and I think it's more, I think it's that whole thing that gets put on us. You know, yes, that's so psych, that's psych thing, right. Yes, for another show, different time. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's for a different talk show. <laughs> so uh, do we have a set three? Uh, well, this is set three. That was one set from set three. three. And so from so my response would be uh, the most embarrassing moment for me happened in high school. And this is more something that we deal with as females. And so that embarrassing moment was really just... Uh, Having my um, pad shift <laughs> to the side and not being aware of it until somebody who didn't like me pointed it out, a female, and made a big deal out of it and embarrassed me on my way into the gym while I was getting ready for basketball practice. So that was my most embarrassing moment because I'm thinking, how long did that pad shift where you could see the little, you know, that it had shifted and nobody said anything and I'm walking around. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Pretty embarrassing, right? Yeah. Right. I, I think that would that would be of notice. Yeah. So do we have time for one more, or are we just about out of time? I think we're out of time. Wow. And so we, we got to wrap it up. Well, so those are your types of questions, you know, and how you would handle it. And then at the end, of course, the four minutes of staring into your partner's eyes and then from there deciding if you want to go on another date or not after that and perhaps it could lead to love and where can they get this article well you know i the article is a new york times article so you literally just can go online and type in that um 36 questions um that lead to love and uh mandy i'm messing up her name now katron mandy katron is her name and just look it up and you can find that article, and it has the 36 questions in it. 36, Mandy Katron. Yes, 36 questions to love that Mandy lead Katron. to love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. New York Times in their um, relationship section, their modern relationship section. Well, I really enjoy having this conversation, uh, Angela, and we hope that uh, uh, your venture to use these 36 questions will uh bring about uh, a new solid relationship, uh, possibly uh, uh, a lifelong uh, partnership with someone. And can you use them with your your relationship now and tell oh, me, I will, I wanna tell try me to, what I, that I, does for your relationship you're already in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I will 
work on this tonight. Right. We'll get back to our listeners and let them know our experience with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, anyone who gets the article and use it and had a positive experience or a negative experience with it, let you us can know. Write us up. Write us at the business of love at imagintainment.org. All right. And let's talk about it. This has been The Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and Angela Jackson on 105.5 Mobile Radio. Are you tired of attracting the wrong mate? Perhaps you just haven't been exposed to the business of love. Join Dr. Seth Francois and me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, counselor and life coach, for an exciting new approach to love. Join us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. An Imagitainment production. The latest hits. And the greatest memories. On, 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 on Live 105.5. www.1055.mobi.